0: on the next Sales as King. Will the economy bounce back? Are we getting ready for a reboot? Or is this the new normal? How do we deal with frozen budgets and reluctant buyers? Today on Sales as King. One. One, two. Check me out right here, yo. Yo, the sun don't shine forever, but as long them as them it's up. here, then we might as well shine together. Oh, better now is. than never. Business before pleasure, P. Diddy and the fam, who you know do it better. Yeah, right, no matter what, be air tight. Yeah. So when you hear something, make sure you hear it right. Don't make it. Hey everybody, welcome back. Sales is King, Dan Sixsmith. Hope this finds you well and healthy. And we continue to work through an unprecedented time in business in sales, in marketing, uh, in any job really. It is um, an unprecedented time for sure. And we continue to face challenges in sales. We continue to face reluctant buyers. We continue to face budget freezes and challenges and obstacles and hurdles. But as we've said before, uh, this is why we're paid to figure these things out, to get to the goal line to get creative, etc. So um, let me know how you're doing, dan.sixsmith at gmail, or hit me up on my website, salesisking.net, salesisking.net, and um, set up some time. Let's chat. I want to hear what's going on. I want to hear uh, how you're doing, what you're facing, and how things are going. So we have to continue to push forward. We have to continue to ring the cash register for our companies. And the first way we do that is, as we've been saying, to be plugged in to what's going on. Again, sharing, uh, reading, listening um, to thought leaders, to the experts, to the analyst firms. What are companies saying? What are the challenges? How are they positioning themselves? And then how can you put your solution in front of them as a way to advance their objectives. So there was a great article that I came across um, in LinkedIn that I think we should all take a look at. And I'm going to refer to it as we talk through here today. It's about how do you secure budget in the age of COVID-19. It's by Devin Reed. I'll put it in the uh, notes when we're done. and. there's some great points here. And uh, I'd like to talk through them. So how do you secure budget in the age of COVID-19? We know there's going to be obstacles. We know there's going to be time lags and skepticism and worry. And all of the things that we talked about in the past are now um, exaggerated and magnified probably 20 times. And if you remember, in one of the earlier episodes, we talked about how are we gonna sell if times start to turn bad? Remember, we talked about this um, and I was saying that, you know, if you've been having a tough time in an explosively great economy, how the heck are you gonna deal with a, a, a tough economy? So, and conversely, if you're doing well, how do you keep doing well? Because now things are changed. And we talked about this in one of the episodes I just put out, one of the best of episodes. Um, change is constant and change represents opportunity. And we talked about the companies that did not change. And we have to look at that as lessons for ourselves. The companies that did not change, the companies that did not get out ahead of the change are no longer with us. And we talked about the blockbusters um, and Toys R Us and some of these other companies that just clung to the past while others that jump out and take advantage the ubers the amazons um, are the new market leaders so think about yourself as a company as you incorporated and think about how you are going to need to lead and embrace this change get out ahead of it figure out a plan and figure out a way to lead you and your family to success in a challenging time So a few of these great points I'd love to talk about today. Number one, um, according to the article, think like a CFO, right? So your whole approach now needs to be bottom line driven. What will the CFO require from you? If you sell to CFOs, you know eventually the CFO is going to be able to either approve or reject your solution. So think about what the CFO is going to want. And what is he going to want? He's going to want, if he's going to approve something, it's got to have, as it says in the article very uh, adeptly, quantifiable ROI. So what that means is, you need to have a business case, friends, uh, and you need to arm your champion to go in with a business case. An ROI, a a uh, benefit story, a cost reduction story, and we can help you with this at MediaFly. As you know, uh, we've been doing this uh, for many, many years. We were originally a Linian, now part of MediaFly. This is our business. We create tools. We help you put together the business case for your solution. And we work with hundreds and hundreds of companies in the tech space, in B2B, So hit me up on that as well. Um, Do you need a business case? Do you need tools? Does your company, are they able to quantify ROI? That has risen to the top. We're busy as hell. um, And it is really the wave of the future. So great point on quantifiable ROI. Um, And... When we talk about ROI, we're going to break down the value of, of the solution, right? Um, because we need to show how the solution is going to help in these different buckets. Obviously, number one boiling to the top say is cost savings, right? You need to show cost savings. And this is one of the things that came up this week. Um, it's not so much about growth anymore, Right, uh, we've been doing a lot of selling around growth, um, how we help you, you know, increase revenue, um, grow, you know. Today, it's more about cost savings. That's where the main focus is. So, how does your solution reduce cost? The CFOs want to see that. They want to hear it. Not only that, they want a quantifiable measure. What is this going to save me? Um, why should I invest this money? When will I get my money back? What are the different buckets? We can break that down for you in terms of number one, cost savings, but also revenue improvements. um, Efficiency, efficiency improvements, right? That's another one right now. Headcount, efficiency improvements. And then lastly, risk is another one. If it reduces business risk, your prospect is gonna wanna hear about it. So we can put together this quote value map for you and we could put together a tool. Um, and as you guys know, I never sell on this uh, podcast. And I'm not even selling. I'm just telling you that we're there to help. Um, and that's our business if it comes up. This is about you guys. And this is a way to potentially help. So number one, according to Devin Reed, and I think he's the CEO of, C- uh, of Gong.io, which is a, a solution um, for, um, monitoring phone calls of salespeople. I mean, that's not a, I'm sh- that's not the best way to put it, but you'll see when you do it. Um, so talk about, uh, how you can save money, put together a business case. Um, excellent. Number two, always lead with empathy. Well, we've talked about this for a long, long time. Um, in terms of empathy, um, and it's really about authenticity to me. It's about a lot of different things, but it's about listening. It's about understanding. It's about caring, and it's about serving, right? So we want to really hear what these companies are dealing with, um, how the virus is impacting them, right? It's the number one issue today how their business has changed or changing, and listening with empathy um, and validating, understanding, playing back. Um, Again, we talked about virtual selling on video. Please get those cameras on. Um, Nodding, um, listening intently, taking notes, leaning forward in your chair, all the things we've done in face-to-face, trying to accomplish in virtual. So um, we're empathizing. We're telling them that we're hearing this with other companies. And then we're figuring out a way to solve their problem. Um, but again, listening with authenticity and concern and not looking to just, and, you know, a lot of us are guilty of this, you know, listening with kind of one half of an ear and getting ready to stampede into the pitch deck. Um it's just gonna fall flat today, more so than ever before. So think about walking in the prospect's shoes. Um and really and we did a whole by the way, we did a whole episode on empathy. I'll put it in the notes. Um Doctor Helen Reese was on, she's an empathy expert. Um, and she's got coursework in that, and, and uh, I highly recommend her book, and let's, uh, we'll put that down in the notes. Tip number three is move the conversation from email to phone or video, and I agree 100%, right? We uh, If we're talking about... It's more difficult today to do an email sale Um, certainly the follow-up and all that good stuff, but get on a phone call, get on video. You have to have a conversation. You have to really understand what's going on, the nuances of the issues. Um, The rapport building is more important than ever before, right? You've got to do that. You can only do that in a video call um, and following up. Get cell phones and follow up with phone calls and texts, and really, really step up the effort in terms of the relationship building. It's a great point here. Um, You know, it says the best way to intrigue your buyers is really through um, these meetings versus the phone. Coming up with a concrete action plan. Uh, I love those terms. It's a concrete action plan that you can help your buyer move things forward at his company. And let's remember, guys, um, your customers cannot stand still right now. You know, the the party line right now may be, hey, everything's on hold, everything's frozen, but you really can't accept that. You know, you have to work with the buyer to get him or her to understand that that's not acceptable. That's just not acceptable. And we're going to look back and see that the companies that froze and sat on their hands, the individuals that did that um, are going to be the ones that lose out. The ones that figured out how to get out ahead of this, how to invest, how to move forward, are gonna be the ones that jump to the top. So you've gotta, again, like we've been talking about, show them the risk of inaction. And I think today, the risk of inaction is higher than ever before. So work with the buyer on that mindset and that they can't just trumpet the party line that everything's on hold, that uh we're not spending money that we're not doing anything because that is a recipe for failure remind them of blockbuster remind them of these companies that used to be you know the big gorilla that are now gone uh excellent very good so the next tip which i love is prep your champion to secure budget um he calls it the, uh, he talks about John Barrows, who's a sales legend. I don't know him, but I'll check him out. Um, the preemptive strike, you know, um, they talk about going in and kind of knowing <clears throat> and, and mentioning that we know that budgets are tight or frozen or um, very hard to come by. So getting out ahead of that, but then working with your champion to get the budget. And again, the way you're going to do that is show them the money, show them the return on investment, show them why this solution is going to be pivotal. A, for your champion's success, uh, that it's going to meet his objectives. B, that it's going to help your organ- their organization uh, succeed in this Uh, very, very tough economic times, right? So I love that um, as uh, a good approach. And then they talk about some different elements of the talk track to help the champion get the budget, which I love. Step one, get your champion to frame the problem, right? Again, it all comes back to problems and challenges. What exactly is the problem at hand? A, identification. Number two, what negative business impact does it cause and this is literally a commercial for the value framework that we work on um and we've talked about it ad nauseum in the podcast but you know what is the negative impact what is the business impact of this challenge can you quantify it right we can do that for you can you quantify can you help the champion quantify the negative implications of the business impact. And the reason why this is important is because we are then gonna go to step three and say, what is the outcome of doing nothing? And this cannot be a uh, guesswork here or, um, uh, you know, high level. This has gotta be dollars and cents. So can you quantify the negative outcomes of this challenge that they're facing. Can you work with the prospect to do that? And then next, can you identify what it's gonna cost them? What is the, the outcome of doing nothing? Because what this does, guys, is it turns around the element of risk and it now makes it more risky to stand still than to buy your solution. And that's the name of the game. <clears throat> it's all about risk today. So you wanna arm that prospect with this approach. Step two. Align your solution with the current state, right? Um, according to objective management group, uh, only 33% of sellers are good at doing this. Excuse me. Only 33% of sellers are doing this. So how do you tie your solution back to the problem and solving the problem? How exactly will your solution solve this problem? Is the solution going to save the company money? And if so, how much? great step two here from the article step three and i love this one and it's one that you know you may you may think about it but potentially you know don't verbalize it and don't proactively have it ready prepare your champion to hear no and i love this prepare your champion to hear no and as, uh, as it says in here, the buyer is going to get one shot at yes for the decision. There's no room for error. And you really have to prep this champion to overcome the objectives. Because as, you know, in many, many B2B buying decisions, you know, our selling only goes so far. We're going we're gonna to ask to sell as high up as possible. We're going to sell to our champion. Um, so the step one is to make sure the champion is bought in. And if you remember from our Jerry Acuff interview, and I'll put that, um, in the show notes, um, come right out and ask the champion, do I have your support? Will you take this forward for me? Um, you can't afford to walk away from a call or a meeting without knowing that. So asking the champion if he's going to support you. Um, so... Uh, will he support you? And if he is going to, we've got to arm him with the same objections that you're used to handling. What are the objections? The champion needs to be prepped. Just like you need to be prepped ahead of time, the champion needs to be prepped. Um, we can't be surprised by the objections. That's our one of our rules in selling. So the champion needs to be ready with the talk track and how to rebut or go around or close the objections so that's great and you have to work with him and put together uh you may even go as far as a role play if he's really bought in Um, i would take it that further um and then lastly you know they talk about cfo proofing your deal Um, There's a template here, which I have to take a look at in the article. But um, again, it comes down to dollars and cents. It comes down to preparation. So where deals used to flow pretty smoothly and easily uh, and quickly, you now have to have a plan, a very detailed plan uh, in order to get things through. People are spending money. So that's the first thing to know. People, companies are still spending money. But they're being very selective. So our job in sales needs to be um, much more buttoned up than ever before. We have to have a detailed plan um, for our pitching, for arming our prospect, for having a business case, a proactive business case. You know, that's what we're doing in our selling today. Uh, A proactive business case, not waiting, because that's going to just slow things down. You know it. If you go in without a business case and you're selling a fairly high ticket item, you know that once your champion starts to go through to, to finance, that's the first thing they're going to ask. If they don't have it, they're going to stall and they're going to come back to you and say, hey, can you get me a business case? And that's where weeks and weeks and weeks are added to the sales cycle. So have the, have the business case as proactive. So as you go through your solution, as you start to put together a proposal, along with it is the business case. Here's the payback period. Here's what it's going to do for you. Um, And that's going to be a differentiator. And that's going to help you get your deals through in this tough environment. So great article, great thoughts here. Um, I want to hear from you. I want to know how things are going. I want to know how I can help. Um, you know, the other thing, just thinking about what we've been hearing this week is, um, certainly cost savings now is a huge focus. And I'm going to come back to that. Think about positioning your solution, um, and maybe changing from, you know, the full growth approach to more of the cost reduction and efficiency approach, right? Um, you know, that's certainly, um, one of the key things we're hearing Um, you know, we're hearing a lot about coaching and this whole remote selling. Um, according to objective management group, um, only 41% right now are good at remote selling or doing well. So what does that mean? That means sales leaders coaching. That means you need to coach your sellers on remote selling, but how are they doing, right? Uh, You've got the ability now to uh, get on these calls, to audit these calls, these video calls, to see how your sellers are doing and to sit with them once or twice a week and review how they're doing and to provide coaching. And you really need to put together, and I'm gonna try and do this for us, uh, put together a remote selling package or primer, Um, and maybe we'll do that on the next episode. Um, What are the key things to do in sales today? Because I think there's great opportunities with this whole remote selling, Um, right? You can speak to many more prospects today than ever before if you used to commute or if you were doing face-to-face. You could only see maybe two or three customers or prospects in a day, and now you could talk to 10, 12, 14 or more in a day. So, you know, how do you book yourself solid? How do you make the most of all of this? And then how do you leverage your time for follow-up, right? Prompt follow-up. I would argue that you've got to spend some extra time uh, either earlier in the morning, on the weekends, with follow-up, with planning for the next week coming. So good stuff here today. Um, I think there's Hopefully some optimism in terms of what's coming down the pike. It sounds like we're going to start getting back to work. um, And hopefully that will start to loosen up some purse strings. Um, But I think the message is we've got to be ready for this potentially being the new normal. And again, we've got to be out ahead of it. We've got to be listening. We've got to be reading a lot. We've got to be hearing from what customers are saying. What are your buyers saying um, is important to them. How do we tie our solution to this new normal, um, to these efforts of your buyers to succeed? Uh, We've got to work harder than ever before. And we have got to work smarter than ever before. So, you know, it's almost like the landscape is being rewritten. And again, uh, if you're a elite seller, you have to, again, change, adapt, grow in order to stay elite if you've been kind of a middle middler or, you know, kind of toward the bottom, you have an opportunity now to rise to the top. If you could be an outstanding virtual seller, if you could be a great um, empathizer, if you can be a fantastic financial seller, um, the ability to demonstrate ROI and speak in financial terms, you have an opportunity. If you want to step up your game in terms of hustle, you've got a great opportunity in terms of follow-up, in terms of, um, and we didn't get into this today, but in terms of social, right? Um, And in terms of not only that, but in terms of your personal brand, I don't know where they're getting. Hey, got some neighbors rolling by here. personal brand is going to be more important than ever before. Before we go today, I'm just going to reiterate on that. Remember, um, it's all online now. People are going to check you out uh, before a meeting, after a meeting. So have a active and vibrant social presence. Uh, create original content. Be a thought leader. But most importantly, guys, keep pushing forward. Stay positive. Get out there and exercise um, look at this as a great opportunity. I, you know, I talked to a few people and, and I'm concerned that there are people starting to freeze a little bit and it's kind of sitting on their hands and waiting. This is not about the waiting game right now, guys, the waiting game is going to cost you. It's about action, right? It's about strategizing. It's about being active. It's about pushing forward. Um, so think about this. Think about, this plan for securing budget in a tough economy, thinking about continuing to succeed, changing your game, upping your game, pushing forward, ringing the cash register, and overcoming the challenges in front of us. Peace.